today I want to talk about quickly because it's at 12 o'clock and you guys are hungry and I know you're thinking about food. And, but it's okay, we forgive you because I'm one of you guys and I want to go eat too. And I want to quickly talk about something and if you never really been um, born again by the Spirit of God, you will not understand this and I apologize because I like to speak the things that everybody could understand it, even the people that they are not saved. And if you are born again, which I know you are, most of you, uh, please receive this in your, into your heart. Take it seriously. This is very serious. Uh, I want to talk about the DNA of our Lord Jesus Christ. Susie even mentioned something about DNA. When I sat there, the Lord started to talk to me about DNA. I went to a dictionary. This is what it says. A self-replicating material present in nearly all living organisms it is the carrier, carrier of genetic information. Okay, self-replicating material. You know, our Lord is a very jealous God. You know that, right? If you walked with him enough, you know that he's very jealous. Jealous in a very good way. I am a husband. I am very jealous over Susie. Susie can have many friends. But husband and wife is just one. Right? You talk about intimacy. Husband and wife, God made it that way. They can be intimate. They can have many friends, but you cannot be intimate with them. Right? And how does DNA come? Through intimacy. You give your DNA. And a child is born. And the child has your DNA. Outside marriage is not right. That's the way God designed it. Okay, when you get new born-again Christian, which we all know what that means in the Bible, who does bring the DNA of God to us? Who is the carrier of that DNA? Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit carried the DNA of God and gave it to Mary. Holy Spirit carries the DNA of God and gives it to us. We call ourselves newborn Christian, which it literally happens. It's not symbolic. It, it, hello, my friend. What a lovely face to see. Wow. Uh, uh, it's a, do, do, do you see where I'm going? It's the Holy Spirit. How many times you have seen people say, oh, we carry the DNA of Morningstar. We carry the DNA of battle. Oh, I carry the DNA of that. What do you think the Lord will feel when you say that? It's like me saying, you know, I carry the DNA of two father, earthly father, heavenly father. What do you think if I come and say, hey, I carry the DNA of my neighbor? You know, then my neighbor, you know, he knew my mom and, you know, it's like, don't say that. You carry the DNA of your father. I am like my father, even earthly father and mother. There are things they do that I do. Because, you know, I was born out of them. And there are things that Jesus does that I do. No matter any spiritual leader, no matter how wonderful they are, how attractive they are to you, please do not allow them to give you their DNA. Adultery. Perversion, 
I normally bring a simple, beautiful, lovely message, but today my heart was burning. And, I, you know, I don't like to bring this heavy message, but you know what? When God gives you something, you better bring it. When Jesus walked into the temple, he saw the mixture and he got so angry. That sweet Jesus. He went in a corner of the temple and he sat there. I'm sure people that are looking at him and he's making that whip, you know, just doing it with passion. And then he got that thing and he went to the temple. He said, I'm going to clean this mess because there is too much mixture here. We go to Baptist church. I have the DNA of Baptist, you know. This is Baptist, they teach. If I go to Catholic church, I have the DNA of Catholic. Adultery. Perversion. Or we see a man, we say, wow, he can prophesy so good. I want to be like you. You know, I, 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 you just can, you just like give something to me. I would follow you. I would serve you that I would have your DNA. Perversion, adultery. You know what is the true DNA of Christ? It's not just prophesying, because when you go to heaven, you're not going to prophesy over anybody. You will not heal anybody. You will not cast demons out of anybody. Even if it's a scripture that there is no prophecy, it will cease. You know what's the true DNA of Christ Jesus? It's love. If you start to feel that you are a man or a woman that wants to love all the time, and you're even struggling to love, you're doing your best, but you have that, you have the DNA of your Jesus Christ. But if you're just a good, you know, another man laid his hand, or, or another person laid her hand on you, and you start to prophesy, do not think that you're carrying the DNA of Christ. Even Buddhists sometimes can heal. Even Muslims, there is this man, it's all over TV. He's a key, looks and acts like our Benny Hinn. I love Benny Hinn. This is the true Benihin. But in the Muslim religion, in Iran right now on TV, there is this man, acts like Benihin, looks like Benihin, heals like Benihin, and he's Muslim. Do you think he carries the DNA of your Jesus Christ? Do you see where I'm going? Some of our worship leaders, you know what, if you like Susie's style, learn from Susie, but you do not want the DNA of Susie. If you like battle, you know, it's awesome. But don't ask for their DNA. It makes God jealous. I've seen a spiritual leader, you know, by the grace of God. I could fall to be like that too. I'm not judging. But I've seen a spiritual leader. They want to make a disciple. Not for Jesus Christ, but for themselves. They think discipleship means you get the group of people and you impart your gift and they, after a while, they look like you. We call it the spiritual children. Perversion, adultery. There is one father. I cannot have a spiritual children. I should not have a spiritual children. Perversion, adultery. I am so sorry I talk like this. I do not want to talk like this. Please. Lord went to temple and he cleared everything. It's 2,000 years. Our DNA got mixed up with the DNA of man. Please, I beg you. Tell Jesus to take it away. I, I want to pray and I ask him to take that DNA from me too. I want to carry the DNA of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
which is love. It's not just prophecy. It's not other things. Those things are wonderful. DNA of Jesus Christ. We need that. I beg you. People outside, they, they look at us and they laugh at us. Because they went to Catholic Church, then they saw the DNA of Catholic. I love Catholic Church. They carried Christianity, gave it to us. I'm talking about the body of Christ, which includes you and me. They go there and they see the DNA of man. They don't see the DNA of Christ Jesus. After a while, they said, I hate God. There is no God. Then you go to Baptist. They push you. Then you go to a spirit-filled Christian. Sometimes we are so weird. Sometimes we just focus in one thing. It's just all shaking, and this is Christianity. If you shake, you're a better Christian. Or if you can just prophesy, you're a Christian. That's not the complete DNA. The DNA of Christ, it's love. It, it's just there is nothing else. And you say, define love. Go and at least read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It will define love for you. Then forget about the fruit, the gift of the Spirit. Go and tell Holy Spirit, give me the fruit of the Spirit. Because the gift of the Spirit will cease. One of them is prophecy. One of them is healing. Bible said it will cease. Love will always stand. We do not want the mixture anymore. Do not call yourself the follower of man. Please don't do this. After 20, 30 years, you will get disappointed. That's why a lot of great leaders, the Lord allowed them to fall. Then say, oh, look at that one. There is a book called God's General. Most of them fell except one. Thank God they fell. If I start to make follower of myself, let me fall. Jesus Christ, that man know that I've been following another man. The man comes to make a disciple for Jesus Christ, not for himself. The man comes to say, not that I'm your spiritual father, he is your father. Do not call me father. It's okay if someone says you have a father's heart, but I'm talking about the depth of it. I'm not talking about the word. If someone calls you father, you know, don't rebuke them or if some, you know. I'm talking about the depth of it. It's, not, it's more than a word. I do not want to look at people's face and see some of a spiritual leader. I cannot stand in that room because I have to see my Jesus. I am sorry I did that, but I have to see my Jesus. Anything but Jesus is perversion. Take it out of my heart. I ask you, Father God, anything but Jesus Christ. How did this Jesus get his authority? Because Bible said that he stands in the right hand of the Father and his authority is above all. How did he gain that authority? By dying, turning other cheek. That's true authority. That's true DNA. So help me God, I don't have that yet. I can maybe heal, I can go against the demon of um, maybe sickness, but I cannot go against demon of anger when someone gets angry at me. I need the whole DNA of Christ Jesus, which is love, turning your other cheek, always dying, never def defending yourself. Yes, the demon of, you know, um, 
sickness come, a lot of us, we know how to cast that demon. The demon of anger comes and judgment against us. Ooh, it awakens the demon of judgment inside me and anger. Does that make sense? DNA of Christ. You're not just Baptist. You're not Methodist. You're not just newborn Christian as far as the name goes. Your father literally lives in heaven. And you literally carry the DNA of Jesus Christ. Let him cleanse you and cleanse me. Bless our spiritual leader and father. They are here to push us to the person of Jesus. Okay. Let me, you know, in the very beginning we said, we get our DNA from the person of Jesus. We get it through whom? Holy Spirit. Where is that place of intimacy? There is a place. Desert. That's where Jesus got his. Holy Spirit took that took Jesus into the desert. And Susie reminded me this morning, and the angels of the Lord kept ministering to Jesus. Jesus, when he came out of the desert, he understood who he was completely. When you go through your desert, even in Old Testament, for 40 years, the Lord tried to be intimate with them and give them his DNA. They were looking for promised land. Oh, take me to promised land. The promised land was there. They said, take me to promised land. Jesus had to do what they couldn't do in 40 years, in 40 days. But the desert, the dark hour of your time, your life, that's where you really learn intimacy. That's where the DNA of Christ will be injected in you. When people persecute you and you go to Jesus and you cry so hard, he said, pray for them. And when you pray, his DNA gets injected in you. Not just another man lay hand on you and make you his disciple and you call him his, your father and you start to act like him, dress like him, and heal like him. That's not really receiving the DNA of Christ because the DNA of Christ will be injected to you through the dark time on the cross. No other way, no other easy way. That's why we saw it. We said, ooh, this is hard. Let me go follow a man. One time I would be a full-time minister or one time I would be a businessman in the kingdom of God and I would just start to give and you know, help other people. Later on in life, you get so disappointed because you feel so empty. God is so jealous. His heart is broken. The whole thing is messed. Of course, he will forgive us, but there is a higher way. DNA of Christ in the desert, but you, don't, you do not have to stay there for long. He will take you out. And when you walk out, you're not just Baptist, you're not just Methodist, you don't just call yourself follower of this or that or this movement, because movement comes and goes. You know who you are. You carry the DNA. What's going to happen when you truly carry the DNA of somebody? You will look like them and you will act like them. Desert. If you remember something from my message, remember. Holy Spirit is the carrier. Desert is the place. Or cross. You get injected by his DNA and you get so intimate with God in desert. Then you come out. If there is any ministry you want to start, that's your full-time ministry. Right there. If it's you're a full-time husband, full-time wife, those things are good. Full-time brother, full-time sister, full-time cousin, full-time neighbor. Does that make sense? What does it mean to be a full-time father? 
You understand your father, you take care of your children. You don't say, I'm a full-time minister. Oh, you know, I neglect my children. You become full-time, you know. Then you become follower of Christ. True follower. When Jesus looked at people, he said, Oh, you, you have problem with money. Give all your money, follow me. He looked at another person. Oh, he said, Oh, you think that you're obligated to your mother and father. Your father just died. But don't, don't bury him. Let the dead bury the dead. You follow me. He's just think, telling individual what they need, like a designer walk with him. How can I just follow man? One man leading one million or 10,000 or 1,000 or 10 people and just say, you become my disciple? I follow you? I act like you? Perversion, adultery. I'm not judging the man. That man or particular woman, which we have so many, they need Jesus too. They've never been really discipled but by the person of Jesus. They got a little bit of teaching. They get revelation. Revelation is everywhere. Even Muslim, they get revelation. Buddhists, they get revelation. But they don't carry the DNA of our Father. Anybody go, could go to a spiritual realm. But that doesn't mean they can go to the throne room of God. That's why a Muslim evangelist right now he even looks, it's like Satan, I hope you don't have Muslim here because I always want to respect them. But to me, it's like Satan went and duplicated something that is good and then said, okay, they have Benny Hinn, I'm going to have one exactly look like him and act like him. Heal like him. Where does the power come from? I can get a lot of revelation. That doesn't mean that my father told me. Satan knows a lot of his scripture. Master of it. He had so much time to craft the scripture. He wasn't even ashamed to bring the scripture to the scripture, the word of God, Jesus Christ. Why did he even try? The guy is the scripture. He's the word of God. But he tried. That's why people, they call Jesus a good master. He said, do not call me a master. Good. There is one good. I mean, he is the father. But the man that who called him a good master didn't see him as God. He thought another good leader. Don't, don't call me that. There is just one. Do not walk in adultery and perversion. There is one. You follow him. Other men are here to push you to your father. You deserve to carry the DNA of God. That's what Jesus said. Abide in me and I in you. You abide in me. Please do not abide in another man. I hate, from the depth of my heart, I hate soul tie. I see so much soul tie in the church. Soul tie with leaders. Like one connection. Once, you know, they suck the life. Some leader, they don't want to, you know. You're a pastor, kind of. You have to take care of them. But some leader, they enjoy it. Like, yeah, take it. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Then you look like me. Then you act like me. Perversion, adultery. Maybe now we can go have lunch, huh? <laughs> I like to see happy faces. I mean, I see... Sh Shocking faces, but you know. 
it is what it is. Thank you. Happy, happy, happy. We watched Duck Dynasty. Okay. So, so let's. <laughs> it's the best show on TV, man. Those are my people. Well, not really. They're in Louisiana, but they're a lot like Texans, aren't they? Okay, so let's have a prayer if anybody wants some prayer. If you feel like you have, just be honest. You don't have to stand up or run to the front or anything. Just let your heart say yes. I'm going to pray for you guys to get free of any soul ties you have to man, leaders in each other that are not healthy and that are keeping you from a real great personal relationship with Jesus Christ and from knowing him even better. I, I know you all know him, but this is really good. It's really good. And you probably have gone through some of this. I know you have a good inner healing stuff in this church. So, and some people doing so-so and all that, but since he brought this message, I'm sure we need a little bit of prayer on that. So I'm just going to pray, and then you can receive it in your heart if you need to, and in your body, spirit, mind, and soul. So Lord, we thank you for you. You are Jesus, and you are the way, and you are the beginning and the end of everything. And uh, we had so much fun with your revelation. We have so much fun with your healing power and your prophecy and singing your prophetic words. However, we, don't, in our, we love our gifts. We thank you for our gifts. However, we want to really always have you first. You ahead, you, nothing should come between you and us, not a man, not a prophecy, not a gift. So we'd like to untie ourselves right now from anything that we have put in between you and us, anything that we try to take the place of you. Even if we, of course, we, most of us don't purposely do these things. We're doing the best we can. We love Jesus and we're doing the best we can. However, it happens sometimes quickly. Sometimes it happens over a period of time. We want to untie ourselves now from anything, anything that keeps us from our deepest, highest, widest relationship with your passion and your love. We want to know you face to face. We don't want to be afraid of intimacy with you and therefore put other things in between us. We are not afraid to see your beautiful face. We're not afraid to follow you. And so untie us. Untie our souls. Untie our spirit. Untie our mind. Untie our bodies. Untie us from these things right now by the power of your beautiful Holy Spirit, your beautiful life, Jesus. Untie us from these things that drag us down and suck the life out of us and forgive us. Forgive us for putting our hope in another person, for putting our hope in our gift, for putting our hope in the church, for putting our hope in an institution, for putting our hope in our children, our husband, our job, our wife, for putting our hope in anything but you. Forgive us, Lord. Take us back to the simple place, the simple place where we see you and we love you and we follow you and you fill, you fill. Nothing can fill. Nothing will ever fill. You can keep trying everything. You can try drugs. You can try alcohol. You can try sex. You can try another pastor. You can try Benny Hinn. You can try, keep trying your church institution. You can try your job. You can try the music business. Nothing will work. Nothing will fill you. It's temporary and it's painful and it hurts and it doesn't fill. It's, it's fake and it's painful. Set yourself free. Set us free today. Untie us, Lord Jesus. 
Woo, untie us, Lord Jesus. <laughs> ah, I can see him untying us right now. All those strings are just flapping in the breeze right now. All those strings. Pull them out by the roots. Pull out those ties by the roots. Pull them out by the roots. Jesus Christ, beautiful Jesus, son of the living God, only true love on earth, only true God. You're God. You are God. Not man. You are God. We say, you are God. Help us. Help us follow you. <laughs> Shift our mindsets. Shift our mindsets back to the simple, simple place. Following you, Jesus. And let us balance out the fact that we do need each other, that there's a multitude, and there's a, 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 a multitude of, what's that scripture? There's wisdom and a multitude of good counsel. We need to balance that out. Let us balance that out. And help us to really go to the next level of real, true counsel for each other. The real words of Jesus through us. Help us. I know we can't be perfect, but help us, Lord, to balance this out and get right and stay right and walk a good, natural, relaxed, healthy lifestyle with you. We want to look like you. We want to look like you. Amen. You know, as we said, um, Susie and I, we married. I'm not going to say because we are married, don't have friends. She can have as many friends. You know, we need friends. Does that make sense? In that sense, we need the body of Christ. I told Susie, I said, Susie, I feel that even with this TV ministry, I could not do it without the body of Christ. I need the body of Christ desperately. I told Susie, I'm so glad I'm going to church. We were tired, but I can be around the spirit-filled Christian. Just being around them, you know, because you carry my Jesus, you know. But I'm not going to call you Jesus and follow you. That's the thing. You do carry my Jesus. You know, we are the body of Christ. I know you know what we mean, right? And now that we got this message, can we, I really feel that, can we stand up from the depth of our heart, ask the Lord to forgive the whole church. We, in this small group of people, we are, we are repenting to the Lord. Because when you repent, the kingdom of God, God will come. It just, it takes one easy repentance and that the kingdom will touch. Because through repentance... We get free, right? Lord Jesus Christ, we ask, we, we, the body of Christ here, we represent the body of Christ. We ask that you forgive us. We ask that you forgive us, meaning the body of Christ, for allowing the DNA of Satan to come and get mixed with the DNA of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness, my king. Forgiveness, please send your for forgiveness quick, 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 right now. All over the world. From Catholic Church to Baptist Church to Methodist Church to all the churches they call themselves de non-denomination. To us, we call ourselves uh, spirit-filled. To all of us, go and wash our feet. That's the way. You forgive. You say, yeah, you did this, but you know what? I'm going to wash your feet first. Wash our feet, Jesus Christ. We bring our feet to you. We say, wash it. Wash it now. Wash it. Because of that, our whole body is washed. 
We bless all of our spiritual leaders. They are wonderful. They are beautiful. You call them beautiful. But your DNA can go for eternity. Any other DNA will fall and die. Beautiful God. Magnificent Lord. Thank you. And Holy Spirit, please bless every single person here in your precious, in your beautiful name. Just on behalf of pastors, Lord, just all of those who have led organizations, Lord, I just want to repent in, um, in place of and for our own place, Lord, in any way that we have um, really exalted ourselves or tried to build uh, some big ministry for selfish purposes or anything like that. Lord, I know um, we all start out well, but Lord, I just pray that you'd save us from that. I just pray that um, any place that we have uh, tried to build something uh, for, the, for, for this side of heaven, Lord, uh, that, that you'd forgive us of that. And Lord, I just pray that um, everything that we do here, Lord, would be to point people to you, Lord, that they would know you directly, that there would, wouldn't have to go through a pastor or a leader, even though we're here to help and steward. But Lord, I, I just pray that everyone, no matter where they are, that they would... Um, be able to go directly to you, to realize that they are the temple of God, that they're the habitation of the Holy Spirit, that, they're, that, we're, um, that you literally only need you and God. And I pray that every one of um, these that come, Lord, that everyone would know you in intimacy, Lord, that would know you like that, that every place in their heart would be filled with you. So, Lord, we do. We just come in repentance. We just say right now, fill the people. Lord, fill us. Fill every one of us, Lord, that not one of us would be worshipped by man or uh, would be the answer. Lord, you're the answer. You're the only answer.